Six years ago, one of the most heinous crimes in United States history happened in Charleston, South Carolina. A self-professed white supremacist murdered nine people who were in Wednesday evening Bible study at the historic Emanuel AME Church because they were black. The killer said he wanted to start a race war. The current pastor of Mother Emanuel, Reverend Eric Manning, remembers that night. He talks about it and the work he says still needs to be done to increase penalties for offenses based in hate. Reverend Manning, tell me how you learned about the shooting at Mother Emanuel. At the time I was pastoring in Georgetown, my daughter was on Facebook and said there was a shooting at a church, and I said, that's impossible, I would have heard about it. And as soon as I got those comments out of my mouth, my phone rang. And um, that's how I learned about that, that evening. What were your next steps after it was confirmed that this was indeed a shooting? I asked um, a colleague who called me and said, you know, it was Reverend Pinckney, uh, is it all right? Uh, the next morning, uh, early in the morning, I guess around six o'clock or so, I made my way to uh, Charleston. A self-professed white supremacist had driven from Lexington, South Carolina to kill the people at the historic Emanuel AME Church in Charleston. He researched the church and knew people would be there that night. Six women and three men were killed that night. State Senator Reverend Clemente Pinckney, Cynthia Hurd, Tywanza Sanders, Sharonda Coleman Singleton, DePayne Middleton Doctor, Daniel Simmons, Susie Jackson, Ethel Lance, and Myra Thompson. Five people also in the church that night survived. Reverend Pinckney's wife Jennifer, their daughter, Felicia Sanders, her granddaughter, and Polly Shepard. I would never be able to hold her again. But I forgive you. And have rescue on your soul. You hurt me. You hurt a lot of people. I forgive you. I forgive you. Several children of those who were murdered forgave the killer. Reverend Madding explained there is pain and power in forgiveness. It is still recognized and it actually takes more work, more effort to forgive than to be angry. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. Even if we, we, we talk about uh, a racist act you know, that's taking place here, or we, we talk about lynching from a historical perspective, we talk about Jim Crow, we talk about all these other aspects. Um, we don't forget, um, but we forgive and then we do our best to work through and ensure that, that the uh, issue is addressed and is corrected, ergo social justice. We know that social justice has always been 
a part of the work of the AME Church. I know that you have spoken and have been quite passionate about pushing for hate crimes legislation in South Carolina. I'm mentally troubled. Uh, that it seems like the hate crime legislation, the Clemente C. Pinckney uh, Hate Crimes Act has kind of have not gotten out of the Senate yet. Um, I'm praying that it, it it will. I'm still always I'm always a little perplexed about South Carolina uh, law processes. But it seemed as if for the past few weeks the Senate was debating on on open carry or, or other type of legislation that, in my most humblest opinion, um, doesn't deal with one of the root issues that contribute that continues to affect and um, dominate within our communities uh, how do we per, how do we persecute or prosecute hate crime legislation and you know for South Carolina to be one of the last three remaining states that doesn't have uh, hate crime legislation within the state is immensely troubling I thought that it, it would get done and I remember someone asking me the question well what would happen if it doesn't I said no I believe it's going to get done because I believe that there are still enough people within Columbia uh, who know that it's the right thing to do and they're going to do it. We must continue to share with others the importance of passing this legislation. We must stand um, with those who are the least of these. Uh, we must continue to cry out as loud as we possibly can uh, against police brutality. Uh, of course, thinking about Jamal Sutherland, uh, though he uh, was uh, killed uh, in January. We, we had the disturbing video that was released uh, this past week. Uh, and yet again, we see a, another um, black man uh, who did not have to die. Um, and, and that is always troubling. But one thing that uh, I started to share and remind folks as well that that is um, troubling, but so is the murder that took place in the east side. That's also troubling. Um, Black Lives Matter, not just at the hands of police brutality, but also with our own communities. Do you believe ministry is in your DNA? That's a great question, and I never really thought about it. I would say yes, uh, to a particular degree, because I cannot see me doing any, anything else, even at times when it has been a relatively low point, uh, when I have figured, you know, it's time for me to probably just uh, give a final benediction and, and exit. Um, but God continues to remind me that it is not up to me. Um, if I have said that I yield to him uh, and nevertheless not my will, but his will be done, then my choice is always a choice of service and a choice of obeying the commands that uh, I feel God has placed upon my life.
How has Emmanuel AME changed over the past six years? I can only realistically speak of the almost five years. Um, and of course, one year in a pandemic, which would, is trying within itself. So I would say um, that we have continued to learn and depend on and to trust God. It's never, it's not always easy. Um, and uh, there are always struggles uh, from a Nehemiah perspective outside and inside. But we have been able to continue to stand on the wall within a community, to continue to be that voice of one crying in the wilderness, uh, to continue to share um, from a social justice perspective, uh, to continue to stand in the gap and pray for the community, uh, to continue uh, to meet the community where they are, let them know that they're not alone in their struggle. So we continue to do what God has called us to do. Did you at any moment experience any concern? You were such a young man when you walked into Mother Emmanuel as the new leader. Did you have any concern about your ability to lead this congregation? Yeah, I, I remember you asked me that same question several years ago. And I said, young. I said, when, when is 50 young? Um, <laughs> <laughs> 50 is young <laughs> yeah and, and um, you know but I, I was still older than Reverend Pinckney I trust that if God had sent me here then God has equipped me Reverend Eric Manning thank you so much for your time of course we continue to encourage you and, and all that you do as a leader of Emmanuel AME Church thank you so much for speaking with me thank you as always Carol Nice to chat with you. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Carol and Murray. Let's Talk is produced by David Dixon. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe, write a review, and tell your friends about it. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye until the next time. Mm-hmm.